0: Good morning, church family. It is great to see everyone here today on what is the first day of November 2020. It is almost over. But even more importantly, today it is the Lord's Day. Thus, let us hear and savor as one body the Word of God together this morning. Our text today is 1 John chapter 2, verses 22 through 27. And we left off last week right in the midst of John's final flow of thought in chapter 2. Now, if you remember back to last week, verses 18 through 21, John made it clear that it is the last hour and that at any moment Jesus Christ could return. And how does John know this? Well, because, verse 18, many antichrists have now come into the world. And who are these antichrists in whom John is talking about? Well, they are his opponents. They are the false teachers and the heretics who left the church community and embraced false teachings concerning the nature, the work, and the accomplishment of Jesus Christ. And thus, because they accepted and embraced the notion that Jesus really isn't the Son of God, that he really isn't God in the flesh, John says in verse 19 that it is plain that they are all not of us that it is obvious that they never really were Christians. However, on the flip side of that, unlike these false teachers and the Antichrist who left the church, John says, you, brother Christian, you, sister Christian, are not like those Antichrists because you have been anointed by the Holy One, verse 20, you have knowledge, verse 20, and you know the truth, verse 21 meaning you have received the Holy Spirit, possessed the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and now the Holy Spirit guides you in all truth. So whereas last week John called out the Antichrist and distinguished them or separated them from his Christian readers, this week John will call out the teachings or the heresies of the Antichrist and distinguish those falsehoods from the true message of God which takes us to our thesis statement this morning, or the two main points of our sermon this morning, which is this. Those who deny Jesus is the Christ, they lie and possess the spirit of the Antichrist. But those who confess Jesus is the Son of God, they speak the truth and will receive eternal life. Again, our thesis statement this morning is this. Those who deny Jesus is the Christ, they lie. And possess the spirit of the Antichrist. But those who confess Jesus is the Son of God, they speak the truth and will receive eternal life. And our text this morning is first John chapter two, verses twenty-two through twenty-seven. The Apostle John he writes Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. but as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, it is your day, and we rejoice that we as a church body can gather together this morning and glorify you. Father, you have shown us, you have given to us, and you have displayed to us in your word that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the only begotten Son of God. Father, I pray we get this truth correct. And Father, when we get this truth correct, when we accept this truth, let us be steadfast in this truth. Let us not flee to what false teachers out there are teaching about who Jesus Christ is and what he did. Let us abide in your word and the revelation that you have given us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that we anchor our beliefs in that fact this morning, that we anchor ourselves in the gospel this morning. Give this dear flock eyes to see, ears to hear and a heart to receive the message this morning. And Father, I pray for grace. I pray you give me the words to speak, help my lisping, stammering tongue, and help me to rely on you this morning. I pray I be bold, humble, convicted, and speak your truth to this dear flock above all else. To you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our first of two points this morning is this. Point number one Whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ is a liar, and they do not know the truth. Whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ is a liar, and they do not know the truth. Verses 22 and 23. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Now if you remember back to about a month ago when we started chapter 2, John introduced us to some tests. Tests to help his readers determine if they really knew God and if they really were his children. For example, the first test we saw in chapter 2 was the moral test. Or that those who truly know and love and abide in God, they will keep his commandments. First John 2.3 By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. And the second test we saw in chapter 2 was the social test. Or that those who truly know and love and abide in God, they will love each other. First John 2.10 Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. However, today we see yet another test come into view here in chapter 2, and it is what some theologians call the truth test. And it is a simple test, and it goes like this. If you want to know that you truly are a Christian, that you truly know and love and abide in God, then ask yourself, do you believe in the truth of God or in the lies of the Antichrist? And John differentiates the truth of God with the lies of the Antichrist this way. He says in verse 22, Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. And John is so confident. He is so blunt and so forthright here with his readers because he's already told them early on in the first couple verses of chapter 1 of this book the truth about who Jesus Christ really is. That Jesus Christ is from the beginning. That he's eternal and that he truly is God. 1 John chapter 1 verse 1. And then he said that Jesus Christ was made manifest to us, that we have heard him in the flesh, seen him in the flesh, touched him in the flesh, and that he is truly man. First John chapter 1, verse 2. Therefore, John makes it blatantly clear here in verse 22 that if anyone denies that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is God in the flesh, then they are a liar and they fail the truth test. For who is the liar? As the NIV puts it, it is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Meaning it is impossible for you to be a Christian and to deny that Jesus is the Christ. To deny that Jesus is the Son of God and to deny that Jesus is God in the flesh. And you may be sitting there this morning thinking, well yeah, no kidding Captain Obvious, everyone knows that. I mean isn't that what separates us as Christians from all the other religions that are out there? We believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, and the only begotten Son of God. And you would think that all people who profess to be Christians would know that. However, sadly, that is not always the case. Every two years, Ligonier Ministry releases a State of Theology survey where they interview American evangelicals and non-evangelicals alike about different theological topics. And the seventh question, or the seventh statement that was posed to American evangelicals in the survey this year, in 2020, was this. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. And the results? 30% of confessing evangelicals in America that took part in this survey agreed that Jesus was only a great teacher, but that he was not God. 30%. And this is so similar to what the false teachers and the heretics in John's day were doing and confessing as well. As Daniel Akin put it, they were affirming and accepting that Jesus was a significant or impactful figure, but their theology was wholly inadequate in its grasp of the person and ultimately the work of Jesus Christ. You see, church, whether it's the first century or whether it's the 21st century... Surprisingly, people have been and continue to be, for the most part, comfortable in complimenting the historical person known as Jesus. They're comfortable calling him a messenger of God. They're comfortable calling him a moral exemplar. They're comfortable calling him a good teacher, a liberator, a revolutionary, and even an enhancer of human virtue. I mean, think about it. It is rare to find someone saying, Man, that Jesus, he was a bad guy, a bad teacher, a bad example for us all. Like, how dare he tell us to love our neighbor as ourselves, all while he walked around healing the sick and caring for the least of these? I mean, you really don't hear that. And thus, it is safe to say that overall, people are comfortable in paying some kind of lip service to Jesus. However, if you want to be saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to pass the truth test, simply giving Jesus a little lip service or a couple compliments here and there, that is not enough. Because saying and believing that Jesus is only a messenger from God, only a moral exemplar, only a good teacher, only a liberator, a revolutionary, or an advancer of human virtue, those are all inadequate and thus false views of who Jesus Christ truly is. For to say that Jesus is anything other than the Christ, to say that Jesus is anything other than the Messiah, to say that Jesus is anything other than God, in the flesh and the lord and ruler of all it is to fail the truth test and the result of this john writes in verse 23 no one who denies the son has the father no one who denies the son has the father because the father and the son they go hand in hand church they cannot be separated And this is what the world tries to do, brother Christian, sister Christian. And we hear this all the time from the world. That you Christians and your love for Jesus Christ, you just need to let go of that. Because we all serve the same God anyway. Thus, it doesn't matter if you're Muslim or Jewish or Buddhist or Hindu or whatever. All of our prayers, all of our worship practices, all of our songs of praise, they just go to the same God anyway. And that God, he readily accepts all religions and all their practices. And thus, you don't need Jesus to know God, as there are many ways that lead to God. That is what the world is telling us Christians, and to which the Apostle John would have cried out, No! For that is the message of the Antichrist. Because verse 23, no one who denies the Son, no one who denies Jesus as the Christ, has the Father. As Ken Hughes put it, you can't choose God and reject Jesus. Since God has revealed himself through Jesus. Thus it is obvious that if you deny the Son, then you also deny the Father. And Jesus' thoughts on the matter? Listen to his words to his disciples in Matthew 16. It reads, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they, the disciples, said, Some say John the Baptist, Others say Elijah, And others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he, Jesus, said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, The Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Church, this is the very revelation from God himself, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Thus, with that information in hand this morning, the question is, Faith Bible Fellowship Church, your test this morning, your truth test with eternity at stake is this. Who do you say Jesus is? And if all you can come up with this morning is that Jesus is only a good man, only a good teacher, only a messenger from God, a revolutionary or a moral exemplar, then you do not know the truth. Instead, you are holding on to a lie and you have failed the truth test and you certainly have not been reconciled back to God the Father, for you stand to be condemned to hell forever. Thus, how does anyone pass the truth test? That brings us to point number two. Christian, continue to let the truth of the gospel abide in you. Christian, continue to let the truth of the gospel abide in you. Verses 23 through 25. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us. Eternal life. So how do we fail the truth test? Believe the lie. Deny that Jesus is the Christ because, verse 23, no one who denies the Son has the Father. However, on the flip side of that, John says in verse 23, whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. So how then do we pass the test and be reconciled back to the Father? Easy. Do not fall for the lies of the Antichrist. Instead, accept and remain in the truth that God has revealed to you. Verse 24. It says, let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. So what is John talking about here when he says, let what you heard from the beginning abide in you? Well, he's saying to his Christian readers, abide, as in accept, remain, be steadfast in what you have heard from the very beginning, the gospel. Accept Remain and be steadfast in the apostolic truths, the truths that have been given you to you by God himself, pertaining to the nature, the life, the work, and the accomplishment of Jesus Christ. Accept, remain, and be steadfast in the message of Jesus Christ, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, John 1. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, John 3. Thus it is only Jesus who offers eternal life, John 10. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life, John 11. And no one comes to the Father except through the Son, John 14. Therefore when Jesus said it is finished, he alone accomplished God's plan of eternal salvation for his children, John 19. And since Jesus perfectly accomplished God's plan of eternal redemption as the proof, as the receipt that he did it, Three days later, Jesus Christ, he rose from the dead, causing Mary Magdalene to cry out to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, John 20. Thus, those who deny that Jesus is the Christ, they lie and they have the spirit of the Antichrist. But those who accept and remain and are steadfast in the gospel message, the message that you heard from the very beginning, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, God in the flesh and the Messiah, and savior of the world those people they know the truth they pass the test and they abide in the son and in the father and oh wouldn't life be so much simpler so much more fulfilling if we had the single mindset of just abiding no matter what in the gospel message d.l moody shared this story about Stephen Girard, one of the first millionaires this country has ever seen Moody said, there once was a man who came over to this country, but had been unable to find work. However, one day he went right into Gerard's office and asked him if he had anything for him to do. Gerard said, yes, do you see those bricks? Pile them up and put them on the other end of the yard. So the man went right to work, and when night came, he had completed all the work. So he went up to Gerard's office, got his pay, and asked if there was any work for him to do the next day. Gerard told him yes. So the next morning, the man came back, and Gerard said, go and move that pile of bricks that you carried yesterday back to where you found them. And so the man went right to work without a word. And again, night came, so he went up, got his pay, and asked if there would be any work for him the next day. And thus Gerard kept him marching those bricks back and forth to the same two spots for over a week until he knew he had found just the man he wanted. Because the next day Gerard said, Why don't you go down and bid sugar for me at the commodity auction in precisely the way I tell you? So when the auctioneer put the sugar up, there was the man bidding. And the people around him laughed and laughed until finally the sugar was sold to him. And the auctioneer said in a gruff voice, now who is going to pay for that sugar? The man said, Gerard, sir. Are you Gerard's agent? The auctioneer asked. Yes, sir. I suppose that I am. Gerard found a man he could trust. And God wants people he can trust as well. Obedience is a literal, prompt, cheerful, and willing action Do what God wants you to do without asking any questions. And as Moody concludes, when God finds such people, I believe they become the mightiest power on this earth. Church, our call in the here and now, it is to be obedient and to anchor ourselves in the truth of God's word no matter what the Antichrist say to every day enjoy fellowship with God, meditate on the things of God, and pray for the grace of God as we wholeheartedly try to follow the will of God, all while we expectantly hope in the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Verse 25, for this is the promise he made to us, eternal life church the promise our reward for passing the truth test for believing in the gospel and abiding daily in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it is eternal life and please 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 do not just gloss over this phrase of eternal life this morning and think nothing of it because if you need an encouragement this morning if you need a motivation if you need a reason to continue to abide in the truth of the gospel in the here and now and to keep yourself away from the Antichrist and the heretics and their false teachings and their empty promises, then consider what abiding in the gospel ultimately leads to for the Christian, because it leads to eternal life. And why is this so encouraging, so motivating, so persuasive? Because as John wrote in 17, John seventeen three, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And as J.I. Packer put it, what is the eternal life that Jesus gives? To know God. And what is the best thing in life? to know God. Church, eternal life in Christ offers us the best thing in life, for it offers us a chance to know, to intimately know and be in fellowship with the sovereign, kind and loving, perfect and just, all-knowing, all-powerful, and completely holy God of the universe. Therefore, if eternal life is only promised to those who are in Christ, if it is only promised to those who are saved by the blood of the Lamb, reconciled back to God the Father via the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ on the cross, then why would anyone who possesses the gift of eternal life ever fix their minds or abide in anything else in the here and now other than the gospel of Jesus Christ? For it is a fool's error. David Burgess wrote that when Michelangelo came down from the scaffolding from which he had been for weeks painting the high ceiling, He became so accustomed to looking up that it caused him real pain to turn his eyes to the ground. Oh, that we might evermore be so captured and held by the confidence of God's love that we would never be satisfied to turn our eyes from him. Church, quite frankly, it is the last hour, and Jesus Christ could return at any moment. Thus do not be deceived by the Antichrist. Do not fear those who only can kill the body. Do not abide in those whose teaching only lead to death because you brother Christian, you sister Christian, you have been anointed with the holy spirit and you know the truth. You have confessed Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and you have passed the test. Thus keep yourself every day in what you have heard from the very beginning that Jesus is the lamb of God, the one who takes away the sins of the world, because only those who believe that Jesus is the Christ will receive the gift of eternal life. Thus Keep yourselves abiding in the gospel, church. Keep yourselves in the love of Christ. As we close this morning, I'll begin with the non-Christian who is here first. Non-Christian, make no mistake, there is a point of tension in the text this morning. For it is the last hour, and Jesus Christ, he could return at any moment. He could return today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, but the exact hour, no one knows. Therefore, you must be ready, for he is coming at an hour you do not expect. So my question to you this morning, non-Christian, is this. Are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? Or to put it another way, will you pass the truth test? For who do you say that Jesus Christ is? Is. Because if you leave here today saying that Jesus Christ is merely just a good teacher, that Jesus Christ is merely just a good guy, just a moral example, then non Christian, you have failed the truth test and you are believing a lie, and the truth, it is not in you, and you are not ready for the return of Jesus Christ, for when he returns, it is not eternal life that awaits you. Instead, it is judgment, it is wrath, and eternal condemnation, for that is your reality, non-Christian. However, there is still time to turn this all around. There is still time to hear the truth, To know the truth, to trust in the truth, and eternally be saved by the truth. And to pass the truth test. How? By placing your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Because it is only Jesus Christ who came into this world as truly God and took on human flesh and became truly man. And how did he do this? How did Christ accomplish eternal life for you? You see, non-Christian Jesus Christ, he lived the life that we could not live, as he lived a life that was holy and sinless and perfect obedient to the will of God. But he not only lived the life that we could not live, Jesus Christ, he also paid the price that we could not pay by standing in our place as our substitute and bearing the full wrath of God that we deserved for our sin, which ended with Jesus Christ being crucified on a cross at Calvary, and ultimately dying in our place, as Christ offered, as Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. However, being that Jesus Christ is God. And being that he lived a life without sin and being that he was a perfect sacrifice and he perfectly appeased the wrath of God toward the sins of his children, three days later, Jesus Christ, he rose from the dead, defeating sin and defeating death through eternity and offering the hope of eternal life to all who place their trust in him. That's not Christian. Let today be the day that you turn from your sin. Let today be the day that you repent of your sin and that you trust in Jesus Christ and Christ alone as the only one who can forgive you of your sin, as the only one who paid the price for your sin, as the only one who can clothe you in his perfect life and reconcile you back to God forever. And today will be the day that you receive eternal life and you will know God thus Place your trust in Jesus, non-Christian. Jesus, who is the Christ, the only begotten Son of God, and you will abide in him forever. And to the Christian who is here today, brother Christian, sister Christian, we will close this morning with First John chapter 2, verses 26 and 27, where John writes, I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. I read an article a couple years ago concerning the ten most misused and misunderstood verses in all of scripture, and 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 was one of them. And the author of the article shows us why when he shares the story of some elders who heard that one of their longtime Bible study teachers was telling church congregants that Jesus was a divine being, but not equal in power, glory, and authority to the Father. So they called him into a meeting to address his views. And for several hours, the elders inquired into the source of the man's understanding and patiently attempted to correct him. They looked at scripture together and the great confessions of the church as they pointed out his heirs. Yet the man remained unconvinced. Even when they demonstrated that the greatest teachers from every Christian theological tradition denied the man's views and affirmed the full deity of Jesus, the man would still not budge, pointing to 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. His final answer was that it did not matter what any human teacher thought. He had the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and he had no need that anyone should teach him because the Spirit showed him that the historic Christian church was wrong on the identity of Christ and that he had to teach against what Christians have always believed. Therefore, since we have been anointed and have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, brother Christian, sister Christian, does that mean that we have no need for anyone to teach us? Now, before you fire me and cast me aside, claiming you have no need for anyone to teach you, let's remember the context here. As John is dealing with false teachers who were claiming to have a special enlightenment, who in essence were saying to John's Christian readers, look, we have the special spiritual insight here. For we have been enlightened by God, we have heard from God, and if you want to know the truth about Jesus Christ, then you better listen to us. Because unlike you, we have a special anointing. And to which John says to his Christian readers in verse 27, no. Do not listen to them. Because the true anointing, it doesn't abide in them. The Holy Spirit, he abides in you. He dwells in you, Christian. And thus you have no need for these false teachers and these heretics and these deceivers to teach you anything new about Jesus Christ. Because the anointing, this Holy Spirit, he teaches you about everything. Everything that is necessary to know concerning the nature of Jesus Christ the accomplishment of Jesus Christ, and the message of Jesus Christ. And all that the Spirit testifies, verse 27, is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. Therefore, Christian, because you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, testifying to you, and pointing you to the truth that you have that has been revealed in the Scriptures, you have no need to go searching for someone who claims to have special or unique revelation from God that is contrary or in addition to what has already been revealed in the Scriptures. Because the Holy Spirit has already opened your eyes to exactly who Jesus Christ is. Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, God in the flesh, and the only Messiah and Savior of the world. And that church, that is the only possible response that one can have who has truly been anointed by the Holy Spirit, who knows the truth, who passed the test, and who has received the gift of eternal life. Thus it is my prayer that we as a church body continue to abide in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, you have anointed us with the Holy Spirit who teaches us, points us to, and guides us in your truth as you have revealed in the scriptures. Thus we don't need to run to those who claim to have a special revelation or a special insight or a new word. Rather, we can safely ground ourselves in the message that we have heard from the very beginning, the message that brought us from death to life, the message that brought us from slaves of sin to slaves of righteousness, the message that brought us from law to grace, the message that is the gospel. Thus help us, Father, to abide in this message, to keep ourselves in this message, and not to be drawn to those who try to offer us something shiny and new, for they are liars. Instead, let the confession of our lips forever be, church, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and the only one who can promise the gift of eternal life. Let's pray. Father, it sounds so simple. You have already given us all that we need. You have opened our eyes to the truth of the gospel. You have opened our hearts to the truth of who Jesus really is. The Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, our advocate, our propitiation, the one who stood in our place as our substitute. Bearing the wrath of God for our sins. And it is only by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, that we are saved. And yet this world continues to run to false teachers and to heretics and to antichrist. Trying to have additional knowledge. And they get Jesus Christ wrong. 30% of of confessing evangelicals in America in 2020 believe that Jesus is not God. Father, open our eyes to the teaching this morning. That the most basic foundational belief that we have is always grounded in the person of Jesus Christ and his message. That Jesus Christ is the son of the living God who saves sinners from their sin. Help us to cling to this no matter what anyone else tells us. Help us to ground ourselves in your word, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.